0: Good Saturday morning, pet lovers. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Will Bangura. And I'm Jordan Marsteller. And you're listening to Pet Talk Today on Facebook Live, where we produce this show each and every Saturday morning. From 9 to 10 a.m. If you're new to Pet Talk today, let me talk a little bit about what we do. Um, Here at Pet Talk today, our focus is to help you with your pet training and behavior issues. Sometimes we do interviews with uh, professionals within the pet community. Um, Today, we're going to be taking your calls and we're going to be answering your questions, but We're going to spend a good deal of today's show talking about the 4th of July and fireworks and how that impacts your pets, your dogs, your cats, because, you know, the statistics are 30 to 60% of pets have severe fears, phobias, anxieties when it comes to the the 4th of July. I mean, we call it Independence Day, and for a lot
1: of dogs... Uh, They call it the great escape. The great escape. You know, it's interesting that you say 30 to 60 percent because Maricopa County reported last year that after the 4th of July, they saw between 30 and 60 percent increase in intakes over the next couple of weeks. Ah, so the statistics are true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So we're going to be talking about that. um, How do you keep them safe? Number one. But then what can you do? To help mitigate that fear, that anxiety. Right. Um, to be able to teach them how to be calm, how to relax. So we're gonna talk about a couple of things. We're gonna be talking about in the long term, how do you desensitize right. your pets to fireworks? Okay. Now, there for some of the people, for some of you that have pets that are anxious and fearful of fireworks on the 4th of july you may have time you might be able to do the counter conditioning and desensitization um and your pet might be in a good place um yeah go ahead take it it looks like we may have a caller online
1: good saturday morning thanks for calling pet talk today what's your question and what's your location my location is Jackson County, West Virginia.
0: Well, good morning from West good Virginia. And
1: my question, good morning. Uh, my question is for um, dealing with my uh, my dog, a Great Pyrenees. He's afraid of gunfire. Mm-hmm. He's
0: not afraid of anything else, like thunder. He actually
1: goes out and chases after it, trying to run it off. But he's afraid of gunfire. And we have a small firing range that we do target practice here.
0: Well, we're going to be talking. And and here's the thing. And I want to say this to everybody that um, everybody that is listening and watching any kind of sound phobia, any kind of fear of any kind of sound. When we begin the process a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk about how do you desensitize the dog to fireworks. The same steps, the same principles, the same protocol you would do for uh, gunshot uh, fears and phobias. If you've got a dog that's afraid of uh, gunfire, what we're going to be explaining a little bit later on in the show, you're going to do the same thing, only you're going to do that with recorded uh, sounds of, uh, gun. Firing. Exactly.
1: It's, it's literally the exact same process. Instead of playing thunderstorms, you'll play gunfire. So basically <clears throat> so that we don't start getting into all of that content right now, if you stick around, we will be answering that question in thorough detail at the end of this show.
0: Yeah. All right. So again, if you've got questions about fireworks, if you've got a question about noise and sound phobias, uh, don't post your question because we're going to be talking all about that. Okay, but we wanted to also set aside some time to be able to um, answer your questions, take your calls for other topics. We're probably going to begin to talk about uh, fireworks. I don't know, and maybe a half in at the
1: half yeah, hour mark, perhaps. A, that sounds about right. Give ourselves a half yeah. hour
0: to talk about that. Um, so if you've got a question about your dog, your puppy, your cat's behavior, training issues, um, you can go ahead and type your question in the comment section. Do us a favor, hit that like button right now and go ahead and hit that share button because we want to make sure that as many people that have dogs and cats that have fears and anxieties on the 4th of July with fireworks we've got some things that are really going to help and the advice and the information that we're giving um is extremely valuable absolutely extremely absolutely. valuable you know one of the things is that um you know, we talked about the the Great Escape. Yeah. You know, for about twenty percent of dogs, it's severe. Oh, absolutely. So severe that they will hurt themselves. They will jump through a glass window. I've seen it. To I've seen it. try to escape. The they will. Sounds.
1: They they will try and fit themselves in spaces that just do not work for them when they're trying to break out of things like you know those those uh. Those cows. Looks like we have another caller. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling Pet Talk today. State your question in your location. How can we help you this morning?
0: Hi, Keith Davis and Mesa. I have a question about how to
1: get my puppy, seven month old puppy, to be a little more gentle when playing with other dogs. Absolutely, I will let absolutely. Jordan take that. One. So now how old how old is this dog? So she's seven months old, Irish terrier. Okay. Um, and
0: I've taken her um, one day a week for half a day over to a indoor puppy play place. Yeah. Where they have big, but she um she's just too rough. Right. They ended up putting her in with the big dogs cuz she she likes to play, it's yeah. not fighting, but she yeah. just imme- like immediately body slams and chases so I'm trying to figure out how I might get her to play a little more gently. Right,
1: right, right. Well, okay, the first thing that we need to do here is you need to go ahead and start teaching your dog the art of of calm what this means is i want you to start working on either a a place command which we've talked about in detail in the past or be a good down command with your dog either one will be fine and i want you to start making your dog stay in this position for many 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 minutes in a row up to an hour Every day and you're just rewarding your dog as they're being calm and relaxed once they start getting really really good at staying in that down and remaining calm. Then you're going to introduce your dog to those external stimuli of other dogs. And now the way that that works is in the beginning, you may actually have to be 100, 200 feet away from the other dogs. And now we're putting our dog in the down. We're teaching our dog to remain calm, that other dogs don't have to be this extremely exciting thing this this big event and we're getting closer and closer and closer to the stimuli of the other dogs now when we've gotten to the point where your dog is nice and calm around the other dogs simultaneously while you're working on that and as you're allowing your dog to play with other dogs whenever that rough house starts you immediately need to redirect the dog immediately okay. intervene with the play give the dog a down command reward and teach the dog to to stay quiet and stay relaxed, all right. Then, then, um, once you've done that over and over and over, and we've redirected and rewarded for that calm behavior, you should start seeing that change in your dog, all right. So make sure we are teaching our dog the art of calm. Does that make sense? Great advice. That's awesome. Perfect. I love the show. Awesome. Thanks for calling now, in. Now,
0: I want to oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah I, I want to say just one other thing. And and that is that a lot of times we can begin to capture calm behavior.
1: Absolutely. I did forget to and, say that.
0: And, <clears throat> you know, dogs go from excitable to calm many times throughout the day. You know, they lay down on their own many times a day. So one of the things that you can begin to do Is anytime your dog goes from a more excitable state to a calmer state, you can begin to label that behavior and reward it with a high value food reward. Okay, And if you do that over and over enough, then you can kind of reverse that process and ask for that behavior. So anytime your dog goes from a more excitable state to a calmer state, I might say relax and give a food reward and Correct. start making the association that when there is that calm behavior that your dog offers that you're going to pair that association with the word relax and very quickly give a high value food reward and eventually you should be able to say relax and the light bulb goes on absolutely. in your dog's in your dog's head so absolutely um, i just wanted to make sure that uh you know, I brought that up.
1: Yeah. And so we have a couple of questions in our chat, but I hope that answered your question and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks for watching the show. Appreciate it. Thanks guys. So we actually have a question from Janice. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. She says that she has a coonhound retriever mix. Interestingly enough about a coonhound. Well, it was a bloodhound. Did anybody watch the Westminster? Yeah, the Westminster uh, dog show. Yeah. Best in show was Trumpet. Trumpet the bloodhound.
0: First 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 time a bloodhound
1: uh, won Best in show. First time ever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Janice, she has a question. Her coonhound retriever mix shakes, starts to breathe heavy. His eyes sort of pop out. What's the best way to relieve these reactions? Well, the first things first, I'm going to go ahead and say, when your dog is shaking like that, heavy, panting, drooling, trembling, you know, eyes wide, and he's, he looks like he's just terrified of whatever that stimuli is, that is clinically... That's that's signs of a pretty severe panic attack. That your dog is going through. It is an extreme state of anxiety. So extreme, in fact, that this type of response immediately leads me to say that you need to get in contact with a behavior consultant and start discussing the addition of some sort of psychopharmaceutical, potentially for this dog, because that is a very severe response. So I'd have to know what are the stimuli in order to answer that question. Now,
0: now the thing is, okay, because a lot of times, right, you start seeing. Medication, yeah. and especially you got that word "psycho." Yeah, pharmaceuticals. Okay, yeah. psychotropic medications. People get nervous. Yeah, they yeah. get worried about it. Um, here's the thing: not every dog needs medication. Medication is not a just a, a silver bullet that everything's going to get right. better. Right. But when we've got pets that are so severe, what happens is. They are in this emotional state of fight or flight. Yeah. The frontal cortex, Yeah. what channels the thinking executive part executive functioning. Executive functioning, okay? Doing something, thinking yeah. about a behavior to do.
1: Complex thoughts, rational thoughts, future planning, decision making. Mm-hmm. That all of this occurs shuts here. down. It's gone.
0: And if it's so severe it's almost impossible for learning to take place.
1: And the reason why is because, so put it like this, right? Our brain, just like your car, can only have one driver at a time. And when cortisol or the stress hormone starts firing off in our brain, activating that fight or flight response, what occurs is the frontal cortex shuts off and the amygdala, which is where emotions like fear, anger, this is where like muscle memory is really what your brain is uh, working on. So it's only going to act on what it has done every time in the past. So if your dog is used to being scared, fearful, upset, aggressive, whatever, insert negative emotion, when fight or flight kicks on and muscle memory takes over as the driver, he's going to be like, "Well, this is how I normally am, so this is what I need to do." That's why we do the training the way we and, do. And not every dog needs medication. Absolutely not. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but there are some dogs that are so severe that we can't do the behavior modification right. unless we can take some of that edge off. And those dogs that are so severe, first of all, we know, right. science, absolutely research, okay? And we're talking in peer-reviewed journals, we're talking research studies that have been duplicated, um, clearly show that dogs that have high levels of fear and anxiety, dogs that have high levels of aggression, have low levels of the neurotransmitter serotonin, serotonin. okay? We're not talking about... Making your dog a zombie. We no, would, We would never not. recommend those type of medications. And,
1: and in the event that we do recommend medications that may cause sedation, the first thing that I tell my clients whenever I recommend that type of med, I need you to monitor your dog. And if they are so heavily sedated that they're just zonked all day long, I need to know because we do not want your dog to be like that. Fixing your dog's emotional state is very different than just sedating them and knocking them out. Yeah,
0: because again, if they're sedated, guess what shuts down quite a bit? Yeah. The executive functioning, executive functioning, learning, memory. So yeah. that's not something that we want. Absolutely okay? not. But a lot of people, I think they're afraid. You know, we say psychotropic or yeah, psychopharmacology. Yeah.
1: And or even just the plain word medicine. Medication, yeah.
0: right? And they're like anti-med. Like, well, isn't there something natural? Well, guess what, folks? Um, I actually have a product that uh, I put together. It's called Calm Dogs. But guess what? The FDA, the FDA does not regulate this. Yeah. It's unregulated. All supplements are unregulated. Now, who are you going to trust as to what they have in there? What a lot of people don't realize is that, hey, your medication might be a whole lot safer than a supplement no, out there. Sometimes it really can be. Because at least the medications are FDA approved. Okay. Yeah. But when we talk about severe I mean, really severe. They're hurting themselves. Yeah. They're hurting their owners. They're hurting other people. They're so scared that they constantly are drooling. Their tails tucked. They're yeah. trembling. That's their typical state.
1: Yeah. They're suffering. Absolutely. They, they are.
0: are suffering.
1: Absolutely. We don't want them to no, suffer. No, it's it's not fair to them. It's not fair to them at all. So we have some, we actually have quite a few questions. All right. So let's go into some yeah. more questions. Absolutely. So we have Terry. Terry mm-hmm. actually She asked, how do I stop my dog from chasing vehicles? Uh, This is a good one. So the first thing that you're going to need to do is you need to teach your dog how to loosely walk on the leash. I want you to get in the habit of whenever uh, your dog is passing you if their head passes your leg your job is to turn around and go the other way if your dog wants to go north you go south your dog wants to go east you go west your dog wants to slow down you speed up your dog wants to speed up you turn around this is going to start teaching your dog to take cues off of you it's important that whenever your dog is doing the right thing you are rewarding and praising your dog high praise high reward whenever they're doing something right what i tell my clients is At no point should you be getting quiet. You should be making noise, whether it is praising your dog, marking good behavior, or saying a command when you are doing loose leash walking. Those are the three things that you should be doing.
0: Or what I like to say is just keeping them engaged. Exactly. Because here's the thing. Distractions, that car, is a competing motivator. Your dog's more motivated to chase the car than be engaged with you, yeah, so one of the things that I talk about, and you know one of I just want to say this because I don't know, and maybe you can comment again um most dogs that like to chase cars love toys, they love to chase after a toy that you throw, typically yeah. right, a tennis ball, something that moves fast. You might be able to get your dog's attention with a toy, you know you go pe- back and forth real fast but. And really get excited and get their attention, play with them, all right, engage. Here's the thing. You've got to be more interesting than anything in your environment. Okay, so that's one thing I want to talk about. The second thing is being proactive. And what I mean by being proactive is how about you work on a really strong recall, teaching the dog to come to you when called, and then little by little have a helper start throwing in some distractions because you need a distracted recall, have the dog come. And you want to have a long line on the dog, you know, 20, 30-foot long line, long leash um, or rope or something, so that when you call your dog, if the dog doesn't come, you're able to help assist it. You know, anytime we give a command, we have to make sure that it happens. And most people don't train proactively enough. You need enough repetition where it becomes muscle memory, Your dog needs to learn how to come back to you when it's distracted. You got to start off with little distractions. And as time goes by, increase the level of those distractions. But here's the thing. If your dog loses focus, you've added too intense of a distraction too soon. That means your dog's over threshold. And the problem is we've got to stop your dog from rehearsing this behavior. So you've got to keep your dog out of those situations until you've proactively done the work to keep your dog engaged with you and more interested in you and follow the guidelines that Jordan had spoken of, and then also working on that distracted recall. So those are some things um, that, uh, that also can
1: be done. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We have a couple more questions. Let's see. Um, Ooh, Anne, this is a great question. I actually want to hand this one over to you. I want to. I want to. This one is Anne says her dog is not food motivated when excited. So how do I train her? Mm -hmm. So a lot
0: of times when a dog won't take food, now you say excited. I'd love to see a video of that. Yeah, because usually it's anxiety. Now, anxiety can look like excitement, right? And a dog can be really amped up, and you don't necessarily realize that their internal state is one that is anxious. Yeah. Okay, now, here's the thing. You already know, in certain situations, your dog's not going to take food. Right. So, you shouldn't be training there Yet. Yet the big three letters yet. I'm not telling you to avoid them. What I'm saying is that you have to very gradually and systematically add little distractions more and more and more at a time. Now, we also need to say to ourselves, okay, what is the location where this problem happens? Yeah. What is the trigger or triggers that cause that to happen? What is the actual behavior, the actions that your dog displays and goes through? Yeah. Okay, We need to know when that trigger is presented in that particular location where your dog gets excited. What in, in terms of that particular situation, how often, you know, like, for example, let's say that trigger was presented 10 times in a row. How many times out of those 10 times does your dog act in those behaviors that we're talking about. Now, there's two things. We have an emotional internal state, and then we've got external behaviors yeah. that are going on. But when we talk about keeping a dog below threshold, that's where the dog doesn't have a care in the world. And if you're doing training and your dog can't stay focused on you, you have gone too soon to that level of distraction.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, there could be other issues going on. You know, we could be talking about generalized anxiety. Maybe a supplement would help with that if yeah. it's relatively mild. Absolutely. Um, I talked about my supplement. A little plug here. Whoop, go that way. Calm dogs. You can go to calmdogs.com or doganxiety.com. Now, that's going to help you if you've got mild maybe moderate anxiety but if it's severe forget it there's not a supplement on the market that's going to help you absolutely
1: absolutely but
0: but you've got to begin the process of again just like what i said before you got to be more interesting than anything else in your environment okay absolutely also fast movement dissipates stress if you're just standing still with your dog and your dog's nervous, it's not going to happen. The other thing is, you know, you may have to find higher value food rewards. Absolutely. You know, when we talk about high value food rewards, we're talking cooked chicken, uh, cooked beef, cut up hot dogs, you know, something of that
1: nature. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm getting question after question after question about fireworks, yeah, yeah. Every everybody is asking about fireworks. I just want to remind everybody: we are going to start talking about the fireworks here very seven very, minutes very soon, or sooner, yep. seven
0: minutes or sooner, because yep. it's almost nine thirty. Exactly, exactly. So don't go anywhere. Yeah, don't go anywhere. We're not avoiding you hanging
1: out. your questions. We're not avoiding the topic. We're just we're gonna we're getting out out of the way some of the other questions beforehand because before we get into
0: your that. questions that you have about fireworks most likely we're going to cover it. I mean, we're going to be, we're going to be going through in depth information on what you need to do here in just a few minutes. Absolutely. Do we have any other questions besides fire? Let's do one more. Absolutely. uh, Non-firework question.
1: Let's see. Let's see. There are some not having stress issues. Oh, wow. This is a crazy, interesting question from Ellen. Ellen says that they are helping out the pet parents of Ukraine with pets that are in the war zone, firstly, that is a fantastic thing. Thank you for that. That is wonderful. Some of them are not eating and are having severe stress issues. Yeah. Any suggestions? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So these dogs have PTSD. Yeah, absolutely they do. They have PTSD, okay? They've experienced trauma, and they are going to need very long-term, very in-depth Uh, Behavior modification, counter conditioning, and desensitization. But right now, there's not a whole lot you can do with them because they've got PTSD and they're in trauma. They're still in the war zone. And the problem is, it's not so much what's happening in the external environment right now for your dog. What it is, it's about what's going on internally, okay? Because your dog is out, this dog is outside of Ukraine now. But any little thing that happens sets the dog
1: Absolutely. off. Absolutely. Absolutely. This
0: is one of these situations where medication is most likely going to need to happen along with behavior modification. Yeah. You know, we talked about when they're so upset, when they're so yeah. fearful, they're so anxious. That they're in fight or flight, and that's the older part of the brain, the amygdala, right in the middle there, and they're not using critical thinking, and we're not going to be able to do much training. Absolutely. There's a lot we can do. And folks, when we're talking about these severe behaviors um, and the information we're giving you, this information we're providing is not a substitute. For getting a professional to help you because a lot of these problems are pretty severe. Yeah, and now and most people are gonna need some help.
1: Yeah. And now, Ellen, there are there are a few tips and pointers that you can be giving these parents though. For example, the first thing that these dogs need is structure. They need so much structure and predictability in their lives because a few things have just happened. The first thing that we did was we exposed them to a severe trauma. That's the first thing we did. We opened up that emotional wound, okay? Now, we then took them out of their environment that they are used to, and we have ripped them away from home. They've probably experienced stimuli that they've never, ever experienced before in their lives. They're probably in tight spaces with lots of people, lots of people with high emotions, people with all of these things that they're scared, people are crying, people are loud. It's a scary situation for these dogs. So what you need to do, Is you need to start having these parents provide structure in that the dogs need to be able to predict when feeding times are coming make sure that they have something that is familiar to them that belongs to the dog provide the dogs a safe area where they can go to and remove themselves from the stimuli in their environment whether that's a little corner or a box a nice bed in a quiet area if they have a whole room give the dogs access to be able to remove themselves right now because these dogs they have ptsd they do The first thing you need to do is just start helping these dogs feel like they can take a breath. Give them structure, give them predictability, and provide them with something that is familiar to them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to fears, when it comes to fears, the biggest thing that your pets need is to predict what's going to happen. Because think about it. If you could, you know, fear is really... Oh, the unknown, what's gonna happen? Or no, is right. something gonna happen that I experienced before that's real scary? They need predictability. The more they can predict what's gonna happen, and, and you said it structure, routine, super, yeah. super, super important.
1: Absolutely.
0: What do you say we start talking about Absolutely. fireworks? I think
1: fireworks is a fantastic okay. topic for us to start now, on. Now
0: I said at the beginning of the show, happy Independence Day, or what your pets might call the great escape.
1: The great escape.
0: Um, the first thing we need to talk about is keeping them safe. Yeah. Okay. And now, folks, we're going to go into a big monologue here. We're going we're to talk about the process of how you're going to help your pets. If we don't cover a question that you might have in what we're going to talk about, then when we're done discussing this, please type that into the comment section or you can call. We're not going to take calls right now. Yeah, We're not going to answer questions right now because we're going to go into the additionally, fireworks. Additionally,
1: if we don't cover it today, we are going to be talking about oh, yeah. fireworks again next week. Absolutely. Please email us at info, I-N-F-O, at PetTalkToday.com and give us that question. If there was something specific about your situation that we did not cover, again, that is info, I-N-F-O, At PetTalkToday.com. All right. So I guess we should hop right into this. Yeah.
0: So here's the thing. If you've got a pet that has a very high level, I mean a very high level of fear, anxiety. We're talking about the dog that's panting the whole time, might be drooling. It's trembling. Its tail is tucked. It is a mess. Yeah, It is a mess. You might not. Be able to do the behavior modification, the counter conditioning and desensitization between now and the fourth and have yeah. your dog okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about a couple things. In the long term, how do you get your pets over fireworks? And again, what we're going to explain, this will work for any noise phobia. Okay? Yeah. In the long term, we do counter conditioning and desensitization, but that's not a quick process. We're going to go through that process. We're going to talk about it, but we need to talk about if you've got us first, if you've got a severe case, if you've got a pet that. Really freaks out on the fourth. Yeah. You need to be making an appointment with your veterinarian. Absolutely. You need to be talking about medication. Now, we're not veterinarians. No, we don't give out medical advice. But with our experience, we work with a lot of dogs that have severe fears and phobias. Um, We refer them to the veterinarian. Sometimes they get prescribed medication. There's a new medication, relatively new. It's called Celio. S-I-L-E-O. Spell that again. S i l e o, S-I-L-E-O-Celio. Yes. And that works really quick. Um, it's a gel. And what you do is you just kind of insert this gel into their mouth, and it absorbs very quickly in the mucous membrane. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about this medication, unlike a lot of medications... It doesn't sedate much at all. Right. So your dog's not a zombie. Right. Now, listen, folks, before I did the work of counter conditioning and desensitization with my dogs over fireworks because they had issues, I used Celio. And, and all I could do is tell you that it was wonderful. Yeah. And the research, because I'm not just going to say what I think, because that's anecdotal, right? And those of you that watch the show know that we're evidence based and science based, okay? The science says that pet parents that use Celio with pets that had extreme fears and phobias of noises, all noises, 66% of pet guardians, two thirds, okay, said that it either worked excellent or good. Excellent, or good. So, Celio, if yeah. you don't have the time right now, if you can't get in between now and the fourth, now, if, if you've got a pet that's relatively mild, maybe a little bit on the moderate side, you might be able to significantly bring down that fear and anxiety if you are doing the counter conditioning and desensitization, which we're going to be talking about. So that's something you don't want to miss. So make sure that you stay right here. Um, if you're just joining us, I'm Will Bangura. And I'm Jordan Marsteller. And this is Pet Talk Today. And we're here each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. where we take your calls. We answer your questions in the comments section. Um, so please do us a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. This is a labor of love for us. We want to make sure as many pet parents, um, find out about us so that they can get help. Cause not everybody can afford private in-home training and that's why we do this as well but we need to get into fireworks we talked about if it's severe you may need to talk to your vet about
1: medication now um Um, real quick some so we have a couple questions about the celio okay Okay. where do you get it yeah so specifically yeah so you're just gonna have to make an appointment with your veterinarian and get it prescribed let them know that you explain to them the symptoms that your dog goes through uh, whenever they experience fireworks and go to your veterinarian, um, and pick that up. I know that Chewy does like an overnight delivery for Celio for most locations. But right now, too, you know, so
0: many vets are so busy yeah. and you need to contact them now. Yeah. absolutely. Do not wait. You need to contact them now, but yeah, you will need a prescription. For Celio. It is a prescription medication. That means that the only people that can write that prescription are licensed absolutely, veterinarians. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I cannot
1: wait until I finish vet school and I can just help my clients out that way. It'll be nice. Yeah. yeah. It will be. It will be.
0: Do we have another question? Or are we going oh, into nope, We're going
1: into the we're going all right, into it now.
0: So the first thing that We said you need to stay home. Yeah. We don't want your pets getting hurt. They need to have some comfort. Yeah. And we're not
1: saying that everybody needs to stay home. If your dogs are fine with fireworks, then you might not be the person that needs to stay home. But if you have a dog that's scared of fireworks, you need to make different plans to stay home with your dog. Absolutely. Now, there's
0: a few things that you can do. The first thing that I like to talk about is creating that safe haven. Yeah. For your pet. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. If we're talking about noise phobias, we want to bring the noise down. Yeah. The best way to bring the noise down so it's not so loud for your pets, take yourself, take your pet, go inside of a closet. The closet that has the most clothes and coats or what have you. Because think about it that's almost like a soundproof or sound dampening room. Yeah, absolutely. That I guarantee you, unless it's empty, the closet's going to be the quietest right. place in your home.
1: Absolutely, okay. I agree.
0: So, the other thing that we want to do is we want to drown out the sounds too. So, if we've got the quietest room, the closet, and again, don't put your dog or cat in there by itself. Make sure
1: you're in there with them, yeah, okay? Yeah.
0: But we also want to Do some sound deadening things. Yeah. Right. So So how do we do that?
1: Yeah. So a few things that you're going to do, make sure that you leave the clothing inside of that closet, add pillows in there, put blankets in there, put your dog's bed in there, anything you can to just dampen the sound. Now, here's another thing you can do. Then I spoke about this last week. What I want you to start doing studies show that reggae is the number one calming music for dogs. So what I want you to do is start playing a nice good calming reggae playlist and while that's happening, feed 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 pause the music, stop feeding. Turn that music on. Feed, 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 pause, stop feeding. I want you to start doing that now, like right now. Like I'm talking as soon as this show is over, go start So what we're
0: doing is we're associating something very, very positive, high value food rewards with the reggae music. Yeah. And why do we do that, Jordan? Exactly.
1: The reason why is that's called counter conditioning. Okay. But once we have created that pairing in your dog's brain of reggae music turns on, food starts going down my throat. What happens is the moment that that music plays and your dog. It's like a subconscious response. Suddenly, boom. Well, it's a conditioned yep. response, yep. right? Exactly. And now Pavlovian. Yep, exactly. And now we've got receptors firing off things like serotonin and dopamine and um Absolutely, oh my, we endorphins. got dopamine, the yep.
0: feel-good neurotransmitter they start for pleasure
1: firing off in your dog's brain just from the sound of that reggae. So now, exactly. But you got to condition it. Yeah. And
0: what does that mean? That means for the next 3 or 4 days, You're going to need to press play and feed, 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 press stop and stop feeding. You're going to need to repeat that about 30 times in a row for about three to four days in a row. Absolutely. Okay. And anytime you play reggae music, you are feed, 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 feed the whole time, constantly and continuously when they hear that. Once it's classically conditioned, your pet doesn't have a choice yeah, but to go into a positive state. Exactly. But it's got to be conditioned first. Now, you're dealing with competing motivators. We've yeah. got a motivator of something positive. We play the reggae music. It's been associated with high-value food rewards. right? But we also have the competing motivator of, oh, my God, I'm scared. I'm scared. It's scared. very, very loud. These fireworks are here. It's the great escape once again this year. Yep. So just know that even though you're doing that, um until we've also done the work of counter conditioning and desensitizing just the sound of the fireworks. Yeah. Or any noise phobia, because this right. works for any noise phobia. Um, we might not be talking about at this point having a pet that's completely okay with it. Now, for most pets you can pretty much get there. Um, you can only work as fast as, you know, your your pets um ability to do that yeah i want to talk about counter conditioning yeah let we'll, we'll, we'll go back into yeah. the other things because we got a lot of important tips but for the long term and like i said if you've got a pet that is mild you might be able to get them ready for the fourth of july between now and then um so counter conditioning is pairing something positive yeah with something that your pet views as negative. In this case, it's going to be the fear, the sound of fireworks or um, any other sound, what that might be. And we need to condition, classically condition, your pet that when it hears fireworks, it thinks wonderful things are going to happen and those wonderful things are going to be very high value food rewards. Again, what's high value? Cook chicken, cook beef, cut up hot dogs, whatever your pet's absolute favorite is if you've got a kitten or a cat, it might be tuna. Okay. Whatever it loves the most. That's what you want to use. Think about it as currency. You need the highest value currency that you can have. Now, what you're going to do is you need to expose your pets to the sound of fireworks, but it's got to be at this super low volume yeah. where your pet does not have a care. In the world, I I mean, no care. It can hear it, but it doesn't care. Right. Okay. Now, you might say, well, where do I get these fireworks? Where do I get the sound?
1: Ah, well, I have one solution. Well, I'll
0: tell you what. If you go to PhoenixDogTraining.com and you go to the blog and you start scrolling down, I think it was maybe 2020, I've got an article about the 4th of July. In that article and fireworks. In that article, I've got embedded a YouTube video that has 10 hours, 10 hours of fireworks sounds. Okay. And in that same article, there's a podcast that we previously did on fireworks that's also in there. Okay. So go to phoenixdogtraining.com, go to the blog, look for the fireworks 4th of July article. And that is going to help you because again, 10 hours of firework sounds. Now, when you begin to play this for your pet, what, let's talk about the steps. So they, they, so here's the thing. They they have it at a volume that the pet doesn't have a care in
1: the world. Okay. What do they, what do you do now? Now, now that we have it at a volume that the, that your pet doesn't have a care in the world, just like you did with that reggae music, you're going to press play. And then for about five to fifteen seconds, feed, 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 feed. Pause the music, and then stop feeding for five to fifteen seconds. Now, let me tell you, timing is very important. In fact, with incorrect timing here, it will not work. So, music starts, fireworks starts, thunderstorm starts, whatever the loud noises that we're using, and then zero to half a second afterwards. Feeding starts. Then feed, 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 feed. Music pause. Zero to a half a second after the music pauses, feeding stops. Now, when you say
0: feed, 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 we're talking about constantly and continuously putting food in. That food should constantly and continuously be doled out really fast the entire time the sound of the fireworks thunderstorms, whatever noise phobia that you're working on, the entire time that it's playing, the entire time that your pet hears it, they should be having food constantly being put in. Again, classical conditioning, Pavlovian conditioning, associative learning, we're pairing high-value food rewards with the sound of fireworks. But we have to start off at a volume where the pets don't have a care in the world. Basically,
1: you should be questioning yourself. When you press play, you should be going... Is my dog? Can they even actually hear it? Yes, I promise you. Yeah, if they got, you got better can hearing
0: hear it, than you. <laughs> they can hear it. Now, let me just say this: This is not going to work if you decide you're just going to go ahead and play these fireworks sounds over your smartphone. No. Okay. No. What happens? And eventually, it's going to get loud. Yeah. And if it doesn't sound like real fireworks, if you don't have a nice stereo system, surround sound works the best. Absolutely. Big bass, big woofer. You know. Um, we need to be playing this on a Bluetooth stereo system. That's really, really good. So we can make it sound like the real deal. Yeah. Now, absolutely. The other thing that you've got to do is you've got to put in the time and the work.
1: So You know, we talked about before we get into it. We actually have a relative question that just got asked. All right, let's do that. From I believe it's from Elizabeth. Elizabeth says, "What if your pet is overweight and you can't overfeed?" First things first. Obviously, we're always going to say we recommend that you get in contact with a veterinary nutritionist if you haven't already, and make sure that it's not something with your dog's diet that needs to be changed. But medically, we want to have the dog checked out make sure because
0: you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how many dogs are hypothyroid Exactly. And they will gain weight. If
1: you have a combination of phobia, fears, anxiety, aggression, and your dog is overweight. It's
0: possible it's because possible. about 85% of dogs that have fears, significant fears, anxieties, aggression, um, either have a thyroid that is low
1: or it's going to be. Exactly. Now, what you can do, though, Elizabeth, is withhold your dog's meal. Now, I'm, I'm not, say not saying that. Yeah, you know, yeah. use the use your dog's meal exactly to train. Exactly. So, what you're going to do? Let's just say your dog receives two cups of kibble at each meal. What you're going to do in the morning? Take those two cups, put them into your treat pouch, mm-hmm. and now that is what you're going to train with. Those two cups make your dog work for your food. In fact, that's going to for his food. In fact, that is going to multiply
0: now, how well the training works. here's the thing, works. folks. Wanna, there's a term. Look it up after the show. Contra-freeloading. Yep. Contra-freeloading. Big, fancy word. 50-cent word. And all that means is that given the choice, if you could freely give food to a dog or if they had to work for food, they prefer to work for the food. Absolutely. They prefer to work for the food. Let me say that again. The dogs prefer to work for the they food. They literally choose contra the food that contra they have to work for. contra freeloading. Yep. Okay. So those of you that might be opposed to that, listen your dog would prefer it. Yeah. Okay. Your dog would prefer that. And that's what you're going to have to do. I mean, if, if your dog is heavy, we don't want to put more weight on your dog. But again, you need to get your dog to the veterinarian and rule out that there's any medical issues.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now, Jordan, when we were talking about pressing play at the low volume where the pet doesn't have a care in the world, and you feed, 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 feed
1: constantly and continuously, and you said to do that for how long? I say approximately 5 to 15 seconds of feeding, and then 5 to 15 seconds of no feeding, and you'll repeat this process for approximately, get this, 5 to 15 minutes, and that is going to be one session. Let
0: me make sure this is really clear. So, a training session of counter-conditioning and desensitization with fireworks or any sound phobia... That session's going to run anywhere between 5 and 15 minutes long. Right. And during that 5 to 15 minutes, they're going to be playing the sounds. Yep. As soon as they press play, they feed, 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 feed constantly and continuously. And then you're going to press stop. Yep. After about 5 to 15 seconds of playing it and feeding. feeding. You're going to press stop. And as soon as it stops the sound, they stop feeding. Yep. And they're going to wait again, five to 15, five to 15 seconds. And then they press play again. Exactly. And they're going to do that over and over and over for five to 15 minutes. Exactly.
1: And now here's a big part as well. Yeah. Every five, here we go. It's a magic number here. Every five to 15 repetitions. Yeah. You are then going to get your dog moving. Lots of fast movement. Back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Lots of fun explosion of energy. The reason why we're doing this, Will, is because it dissipates stress. Exactly. It dissipates Fast stress. movement.
0: Fast movement dissipates stress. Why? Oxygen goes to the brain. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, whew. You know, here's,
1: here's a question for the cat behaviors, though, but it yeah. is it is uh, it is actually relative. Yeah. Elizabeth, who asked our the, the nutrition question, she also wants to know, does this work the same with cats?
0: This works the same with any mammal, any mammal. Humans are mammals. We That's do the right. same thing with with humans. Absolutely, Just we we're not giving them the treats. We
1: give them something else. So now again, five to fifteen minutes. Now the question is, how many times do I have to do this, and how often? Well, let me tell you. Minimum, if you want to see change, once or uh, I, three, I to three, times times three to five times a week. Five times a week. Right? I don't you know gotta, what I was yeah, about to three say. to
0: five <laughs> times a week. That's minimum. Yeah.
1: Now you can do
0: it every day. You yeah. can do it multiple times Absolutely. a day. Absolutely. The more you do it, the quicker it's going to go. But remember. You've got to keep your pet below threshold. Absolutely. If your pet is even the slightest bit concerned when it's hearing the sound, you've gone up too high too soon. Now, what we're trying to do, folks, is we're teaching your pet a game. That's what I want you to think about. Forget about their fears right now. We're teaching a game. And the game is, hey, when you hear the sound of fireworks or whatever the sound phobia is that you're playing, Wonderful things are gonna happen. Yeah. You're gonna get high value food rewards. And we're gonna condition that, classically condition it over and over and over so that it becomes an automatic response.
1: Precisely. And at
0: some point, as you're doing this three to five times a week, you're going to notice at some point when you press play and the sound of fireworks starts, boom, your pet's gonna look at you like, hey, where's my food? Where's my food? When you can identify they understand the game, that's when you get to turn it up a little bit, a
1: little bit. Exactly. Everybody thinks that the goal here is to get the volume as loud as possible, as quick as possible. That is not the case. In fact, getting the volume loud, that will come. That's not your goal. It'll come.
0: It will come. It will come if you do it right. Exactly. Your goal
1: is teaching the game. When you press play, your dog should go, where's my food? Where's my food? Where's my food, mom? Where's my food? And Where's it food won't bag?
0: happen if your pet has even the slightest concern when it hears that. Because a lot of people will say to me, Jordan, yeah. they'll say, well, if my dog's not concerned, how could I be doing any work? Exactly. Well, think about it. We want to classically condition something really good, high value food yeah. rewards, with the sound of fireworks, and we want the dog to be in a good state Yeah. if the dog or the cat is in a state of fear even slightly that's what we're reinforcing
1: absolutely we can't
0: do that so once the pet understands the game we can go up a little bit and then we start that process all over again right absolutely again three to five times a week minimum 15
1: minutes for each training session five to 15 seconds on and off of the feeding and every five to fifteen times Give your dog some fast movement. Now,
0: little by little, very gradually, systematically, you're going to go up on the volume. Yep. Be conservative. Don't yes. be in a
1: hurry. Everybody does it. Trainers do it. I do it. Will does it. We all do it. We are all <laughs> We are all greedy. It's the human Exactly. Condition. We're greedy.
0: We get a little bit of success. Yeah. We're
1: like, more. Exactly. And what happens is it happens all the time. I call Will. I call Will. And let me tell you, every time that I have this conversation with him, I know that he's saying in his head, this is this young trainer over here still getting greedy. <laughs> I, and I, I know it, I know it. I see the look on his face every time. And I, I don't think it's a look of, you know, like disappointment. I actually think it's a look of like, man, I remember. When exactly. Exactly. I remember when I did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So exactly. I do it all the time. I'll call Will up. I'm like, man, Slow I've been doing so, so good with this dog. Race. Yeah. And then I'm like, and he's like, well, what happened? I'm like, well, I got a little greedy. And then that's when the bite happens. That's when the dog suddenly goes crazy. Things like that because you they just go over the threshold. Yeah, you push the dog too far, too fast. And what happens when we do that? Let's talk about that. I think that's very important to know. Well,
0: it's going to set it the dog back. back. And what you've done is now you have created that fear again yeah. in that context. So now the pet can start to fear yeah. doing the work.
1: absolutely, And the
0: the session the training session the counter conditioning and desensitization session it begins to fear so again you're going up very gradually very very slowly also folks we have an article on counter conditioning and desensitization it goes through the various steps you can go to phoenixdogtraining.com and you can go to our blog And just scroll through the articles and look for the one on counter-conditioning and desensitization. It's near the bottom. Yeah. It's near the bottom, okay? Um, That's going to also help you. Now, if you've got some severe, you know, if you've got a pet with very severe fears and phobias, like I said, you might need medication along with this. And you might need to hire a professional, okay? This is not a substitute for that. All right, this is just to help supplement that and give you some information. Yeah. Some of you are going to be able to do this on your own and you're going to have great success. If you're trying it, you're not having success, make sure you contact a professional because ah, this
1: works. We do have a couple very good questions. Okay. First, the question is where do I get calm dogs? Ah, I think that's a good question. So you
0: can either go to calmdogs.com or you can go to doganxiety.com. Exactly. It comes with a 100% money back guarantee. Um, About 70, 80% of dogs will have a certain level of decrease in anxiety uh, within 30 minutes to 60 minutes. However, what we found is that and that was about 70, 80% of dogs. But 98% of dogs, when taken twice daily for six weeks, they had a significant reduction of anxiety. Now, again, if it's super severe there's not a supplement in the world that's going to really help.
1: Yeah. All right. If
0: it's mild to moderate, you know, the supplement will help. And and trust me, everything that's in there is based on science. Yeah. I spent over five years developing that formula yeah. to make sure yeah. that it wasn't snake oil because there's a lot exactly. of snake oil out there. There is.
1: The next question is where in phoenixdogtraining.com do I find the loud noises? So again it's in the article. Yep. In the, so you go to the blog, you yep. tell them. Exactly. Go to phoenixdogtraining.com and then in the menu up top, you're literally going to click blog. Go to the blog and you're going to scroll down. I think it was back in 2020 to the fireworks article. It's going to be, I can't remember what its title is. could have been
0: 2021. I don't know.
1: Um, And you're going to look up the fireworks article in the blog. Embedded, probably, I think it's at the bottom of the blog post. Close to the the bottom. bottom Close to the bottom. Is a video with our 10 hours of fireworks. And read the blog
0: as well. Now, the first 18 minutes or so, I talked about this process. But for some reason, it got... It got messed up. Okay. So at 18 minutes on the video is when the fireworks sound yeah. start. Yeah.
1: And then our next question is, what do you do for an arthritic senior dog regarding the fast movement, Will? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you might not be able to move fast. Yeah,
1: you might not okay. be able to,
0: you might not be able to do that. And so everything that we talk about, you got to take into context. Yeah. Okay. And you've got to weigh the risks and the benefits yeah. also. Okay. Um, if your pet's pain gets worse and exacerbates itself, then what's going to happen is your mood, um, yeah. your fear is going to get worse too. Yeah. And, so probably and, we don't want to do that. Yeah. But what? Reason, oth- well, let me just say yeah. this. What other things can you get your dog excited yeah. about? Does it love a ball? Does it love a toy? We talked about high value food rewards. Okay. Does it love your excitable praise? And pets are like, oh, what a good dog, what a good dog, what a My dogs go crazy when I right. do that, right?
1: And that's a happy thing yeah. for them. Anything to really dissipate that stress, to get their mind off of it. Now, the reason why we add in that fast movement, there's two reasons. Well, two reasons that I'm going to cover. The first one is because if we are accidentally keeping our dog at threshold because maybe they're giving such small signals we really can't pick up on it, it's going to help bust through that little bit of stress that started to build up. Now, you
0: use the word threshold. Yeah. Threshold, when a dog's at threshold, okay, they have a concern. We don't want them at threshold. Exactly. We want them below threshold. Little, And we keep them below threshold little by little. We can raise the volume, yep. but they got to be below threshold. Exactly. They can't have a care in the world. Exactly. Otherwise, we're conditioning an emotional state of yeah. fear and anxiety. We want to pair not having a care in the world with the
1: sound of fireworks yeah and high-value food reward something really, really, really good. Right, exactly. And then the second reason why we're doing this fast movement is so that your dog learns, oh man, if I just deal with this for like five to ten-ish, whatever times, for a couple minutes, suddenly mom just goes crazy or dad goes crazy and we get to have lots of fun. So it's another item for your dog to look forward to throughout the training. That way the training doesn't become so daunting on your dog's.
0: Just so um, all of you know, typically we're here from nine to 10. Um, we may go over. Yeah. Jordan yeah. may have to leave, but uh, um, I will continue to uh, to talk about yeah, absolutely. the fireworks because we want to get this done. Absolutely. Um, and we're going to talk more about it next week. Yeah. You know, we might be repeating a bunch of things, but not everybody's seeing it today. Hey, if you like what we're doing, please click the like, like button and please click the share button and share this so that more people um, can benefit from this as yeah. well. Um, so... We talked about the counter conditioning yeah. and the desensitization. Now, there's another way that you can help your pet. Really? There is. It's a little bit different than yeah. counter conditioning because you're not counter conditioning, but you are desensitizing. Right. Remember, we've got that 10 hours of fireworks mm-hmm. sound. If you play that well below threshold, well below, but they can still hear it, and you press play, you could go about doing your business for. One hour, two hours, eight hours, ten hours, doesn't matter. You know, I had a friend of mine that bought a house over a flight line. Yeah. And I went over to the house, I go, How the hell do you deal with this? You know, it's like the house is almost like shaking and stuff. And like, really? We 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 um we really don't 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 even we don't even hear it. Because it happened over and over and over and over and then became background noise. Yeah. So you can play it at an extremely low volume. Again, well below threshold for your pets, and you could play that all day long. And little by little, you turn it up. Now, I recommend you do the counter conditioning and desensitization. Yeah, and doing that desensitization, Absolutely. it'll go quicker if uh, if you do that. Yeah. The downside to leaving and just doing the desensitization: what if? In that process, all of a sudden your pet gets a little yeah. nervous. So yeah. So I say it's better to do that when you're home.
1: Absolutely. And
0: let that low volume yeah. noise like as if it's yeah. white noise. And continue. now to answer that,
1: the, the website again for you, um, Sonia, is phoenixdogtraining.com and you go to the blog. And then if you are looking for the calm dogs, that is calmdogs.com or doganxiety.com.
0: And again, for the 10 hours of fireworks sounds, you'll go to phoenixdogtraining.com, go to the blog, look for the article on fireworks on the 4th of July. The 10 hours of uh, sound effects is a YouTube video that yeah.
1: is embedded in that particular Article. Absolutely. So we've talked about the counterconditioning. We've talked about the desensitization. We talked about the music. We talked about creating a safe haven for your dog. Let's talk about ways that we can preemptively prepare our dogs for that evening. So the first thing that you're going to do is I want you to spend that day just lots and lots of fun fast movement, exercise, run your dog, lots of fetch. Now, here's the thing. If your dog is not used to being exercised all the time, I am not telling you, especially if you live here in the valley. I know that we have viewers all over the place, but especially if you live somewhere where it's really hot, I don't want you to take today as your opportunity or that day as your opportunity to go out and run your dog for hours, okay? But the idea is,
0: okay, um, let's say that before the sun goes down and the, and the fireworks start, yeah. um, you exercise the heck out of your dog. Absolutely. If your dog can handle that, exactly. if your dog doesn't have physical ailments like the like gal the that had the arthritis, yeah. the dog with the arthritic dog. Yeah. But you want to exercise the heck out of them because that's going to help calm them. It Absolutely. also is going to produce feel good. Hormones, Absolutely. endorphins, endorphins, and guess what? Serotonin goes
1: up when you Absolutely. exercise as well. Yep, exercise releases such an extreme amount of endorphins and endorphins. That's that. That's that feeling. Like if anybody here has ever jumped out of an airplane or done anything really amazing mm-hmm. and crazy, endorphins and norepinephrine starts firing off in your brain, and that adrenaline starts producing, and you get that you get that tingly sensation in your skin, and you're just like, oh, like this feels good, and so your dog is just going to be feeling really fantastic
0: and the other thing is it it helps them just to be calmer as well now one of the things that i also recommend okay before the fireworks come yeah now i had somebody ask a question with this yeah. okay um because we were talking about you know feed 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 Yeah. now we're hoping that the work gets done and you're not having a fearful dog Right, but you might not have enough time to get there. It may take longer. None of it's difficult. The counterconditioning and desensitization, it's just time consuming. It's yep. inconvenient. But when you are, you know, working with your dog, I talk about, or excuse me, when the Fourth of July comes about, I talk about, hey, after the sun goes down, feed a really big meal. Yeah, and I talk about, hey. Cooked turkey. Why? Trip the fan. Remember, huh. yep. Thanksgiving you eat all that turkey, and all of a sudden you get tired.
1: Everybody's like, "Oh, time to time undo to the take bell a nap and okay. just crash out on the."
0: But on the somebody couch. said, "If I do that, then my pet's not going to be hungry to feed, 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 feed." The feed, hmm. feed, 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 feed is a proactive right. thing that you're yeah. doing, not when it's the Fourth of July. Right. This is a proactive exercise that you're doing with the sound of yep. fireworks that you're playing over a Bluetooth big spe- uh, stereo system very gradually and slowly bringing yeah. the volume up and associating the sounds with high value food rewards. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so that's the thing. You know, if you're not there yet, well, ch- chances are if your pet's really scared, they're not going to be taking food. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. so we want to feed a big meal. I suggest that uh, you do
1: that with uh, with turkey. okay yeah. yeah, absolutely. So now, now that we've exercised our dog, fed them a big meal, what we are doing now is how about we try to massage their nerves away? My dogs love Oh massage. my goodness, let me tell you there is this fantastic thing that's just going to help your dog and their entire body relax. Get Let's online. Say.
0: You know, there's everything's on Google. Yeah. Okay. Get online. Look for canine massage. Absolutely. On, uh, or excuse me, on uh, YouTube. That's what I meant. Everything's on YouTube. Yeah. Look for canine massage and begin that process. Yeah. Okay. One of the things that pets love dogs, cats is what we call uh, rib raking. Yeah. Taking three fingers like that and on their side where their ribs are, just trying to get my fingers in here on the screen just kind of go over just kind of rub yep those ribs you feel your fingers going across the ribs and then another okay.
1: thing you can do you take your thumb and your forefinger and you put it onto both sides of your dog's spine. Lightly, lightly, lightly. This is lightly. You will pull backwards and then push down and forward. And you'll watch as all of the muscles in their ribs contract upwards and yep. then release. Exactly. And you do that all along the spine, all the way from the neck to the tip of or not the tip to the base of the tail. And and you want to do your movements should be slow. Slow, fast and movements light. Are,
0: are anxious movements.
1: Slow, calm, calm steady movements okay exactly so now that we've given we've we've massaged our dog we have fed him a big meal we've exercised our dog how about we also try cuddling our dog now it's it's interesting um it's interesting when it comes to the uh the cuddling Uh a lot of people may assume but Will Jordan, you guys always talk about not reinforcing these behaviors through mm-hmm, cuddling, mm-hmm. and you're absolutely right. We talk about that a lot because we accidentally Even we might say coddling yeah, rather yeah, than exactly, cuddling. Exactly right. We accidentally negatively reinforce. Now that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. In this instance, it's bad but we negatively reinforce bad behaviors by accident all the time. Negative reinforcement means to take something away. That's the negative is a minus sign. Exactly. Taking something away in order to strengthen a behavior, increase the likelihood. So... For example, my dog is barking at someone. They're saying, get away, get away, get away, get away, get away. And then I take my dog away from that situation. I have just removed the aversive and negatively reinforced the bark. Because that behavior
0: becomes functional. Exactly. The, the dog wanted that to go away. Exactly.
1: And you just helped That's why that. it barked. So, how do we avoid negative reinforcement in this instance? When we want to cuddle our pet. Exactly. <clears throat> you need to preemptively know all right, the fireworks are about to start before your dog starts shivering, mm-hmm. heavily panting, drooling, hiding, cowering insert symptom of fear or aggression anxiety whatever it is before that starts that's when the cuddling has to start that way the dog is just being cuddled releasing those endorphins releasing that dopamine releasing the serotonin making your dog feel better and that is how we avoid the negative reinforcement the cuddling has to begin before the fear symptoms begin
0: the other thing that we're going to do is we are going to, while the fireworks are going on, we're going to provide distractions. Yep, absolutely. And that could be with a toy. Yeah. Right. Um. It could be excitable praise. It could be doing obedience training. Yeah. Um. It could be doing some kind of an enrichment game. Um. There's a lot of different things that that we can do yeah. to uh, to distract them. Now. You talked about, hey, if you're in that closet, which is the quietest room in the house, which is where if you got a dog that's really fearful, we want to go with the dog there. And you talked about, you know, playing the reggae music because science says dogs prefer reggae. I don't know about the cats, but the dogs prefer the reggae. Okay. Um, I think the cats like um, Henry Mancini, the Pink Panther. (laughs) But, uh, but, but. The the thing is you want to do something to distract them. And there's a lot of different things that you can do to, uh, to distract them. Now, yeah. the other thing is if you're not in the closet, if you're out and about and the fireworks are going and those flashes of light yeah. are coming into the house, that can scare your pet too. Yeah. So you want to go ahead and block the window and to remove that visual stimuli yeah. because that is also part of what gets them fearful for for some dogs. Um, We talked about that, talked about drowning out the sound. We talked about uh, providing a distraction. Um, Oh, let's talk about some really important things. Take a current photo oh my goodness take a current photo of your pet your pet might run away photos of
1: your dog from Mm. the front and your cat the rear photos of your dog up close far away because if you can post these different pictures of your dog sometimes somebody's gonna be driving down the road and they get that glimpse from the side yeah like oh my gosh i saw that dog on online this morning and then do yourselves a favor we are not affiliated but let me tell you something my dog ran away, okay? My dog ran away a couple months ago. Somebody left my gate open and my dog got out. And I posted pictures of him on the neighborhood app. Next door? Next door, yeah, next door, yeah. Next door, next yeah. door is what it's it called. good. And I found my dog within six hours, not even six hours from the moment that I realized he was missing. I think it was actually more like four and a half hours later. My dog was back in my arms because... I started following a trail of people that had cited my dog based off of what I had been posting. Now,
0: here's the thing. Shame on you. Um, (laughs) Make sure your pet has a collar on and make sure there's an ID tag. That's Absolutely. why I say shame on you, because yeah. obviously there was no ID. tag. No.
1: Well, actually, here's the thing. It was Bear Coon and Bear Coon does not let other people get near him.
0: Oh, so, so they he had yeah. an ID. Yep. They couldn't get near they him. They couldn't get near okay. him because he, he's then not. I ta- he's then friendly. I take yeah. that back. Yeah. Um, shame be gone. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. <Yeah>. Shame <laughs> be gone. You don't need to posts, worry about it.
1: Yeah. Every one of them, they said they were like, I, he seems so friendly, but he wouldn't let me get close. And I was like, yep, that's typical Bear Coon. That's typical Bear. Um, But no, seriously, guys, I'm telling you, download that Nextdoor app. Use your Facebook group. Join any groups on Facebook that are your community groups. People love to help each other. I'm telling you, they were. (laughs)
0: I knew I had a shame yeah. on you somewhere.
1: If they were if they were in your situation, they'd want somebody to help. So get those pictures taken.
0: Yeah. And make sure you've got an ID tag on your pet because a lot of people might be able to come up to your pet. And that's a great way for them to identify
1: yeah. where they need to Absolutely. call you and get your pet back to you. The other thing, microchips. Microchips are. Because let me tell you. It is the first thing that happens. If your dog gets picked up by the animal shelter, if your dog gets picked up by a veterinarian, if your dog gets picked up by a random person that brings in strays, there's a lot of people that have the microchip scanners at their homes. Believe it or not, I did not realize that, but a lot of people have them. Microchip your dogs. It is very inexpensive. It is a minimally invasive procedure. There is physically no recovery time besides the, the area of insertion may be sore for a few days and that's it.
0: You know, some people have been asking about, well, besides calm dogs, are there other supplements that might help? Yeah. You have to try them. I've most of our clients don't, they report that they don't work including CBD. Now I've had, I've had one client tell me CBD worked really well yeah and I've had hundreds if not thousands that said it did nothing for anxiety nothing at all.
1: in fact I've had people say that it made it worse i've had I've had a few people say that they the problem that it is was worse. the
0: problem is and this is kind of crazy yeah. um, pet
1: parents yeah
0: they fall prey yeah to the placebo effect
1: absolutely they do
0: and guess what when you yourself are taking medication. You fall prey to the placebo effect anywhere between about thirty to fifty four percent when you give your pet something, yeah, you the pet guardian, the pet parent, fall for the placebo effect up to seventy four percent even that more is crazy because you want your pet to be better absolutely, That's what you're looking and so you're for.
1: going to you're going to see things where you're like. Actually, I do think they're doing But better. let me talk
0: about a couple things really quick and then we can wrap up. Yeah, okay? absolutely. And then we can get you out of here too and, and we're not keeping the folks too long. Um, aromatherapy. The yeah. only thing that I know that might be a little decent would be um, lavender. Yeah. Okay? Um, Dog appeasing pheromone. Some call it, the brand name is Comfort Zone. That might help a little bit. Okay, doing that. Um, what else was it that I had? Oh, Thunder Shirt. There's going to be a small... Population of pets that the Thunder Shirt might help. So that's another thing that uh, you could potentially
1: use as well. Um, Can you think of anything else? No, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, the only other things that I could think of is don't forget about those distractions when you are in that. When you're in that closet with your dog, mentally distract your dog, give them games, give them toys. If your dog likes toys and likes, has a high prey drive, make sure you got them chasing something around and having fun. Lots of fast movement. Be prepared. Follow these steps. Keep your dogs safe. This 4th of July.
0: Yeah, make sure that um, you go slow with the counter conditioning and desensitization. And please, folks, hit that like button if you like what we do. Hit the share button so more people can benefit from this. We're here each and every Saturday morning from nine to ten AM. That's Mountain Standard time. Yeah. Right now we also share Pacific, Pacific time. Yeah. But Arizona does not do daylight savings Absolutely time. Absolutely not. Okay? We've
1: got plenty of daylight. We don't need to save it around yeah, here. We got
0: lots of sun. Yeah. But It's been a great show. I appreciate everybody that submitted questions. They were some really, really good questions. Um, We're going to be talking more next week about fireworks. We might be repeating a bunch of things, but this is a huge, huge, huge issue. Do us a favor. Share this video to your timeline. Um, Like we said, not everybody can afford professional dog training. A lot of people don't know this information. Maybe it's common sense for you but a lot of people don't know yeah. that so yeah. please share that uh, share that with them and um well i i think it's time for us to
1: say goodbye yeah i agree yeah. i i completely agree it has been a fantastic show and guys i just want to end this by saying don't feel like you are alone there are so many pet parents right. out there that are experiencing the same problems, if not worse than what you have. We work every day with the worst of the worst. Ah. And I'm telling you guys, everybody has hope.
0: Yeah. So work hard, train, 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 train. Make sure that you're putting in enough time and we'll see you everybody next Saturday. Saturday. For Pit Talk today. We're out of here. That's all folks.